And now, back to the Johnny B Show. Show Monday night 102.5 The Bone. It's Real Raw Radio. Thank you for everybody tuning in. All the folks out there, faithful, faithful fan base that calls themselves the Beholes. Phone lines are open for you 727 579 1025 and 800 771 1025. Of course, Anna Hummel is still here eating cheese crackers. I am. Mouthful of food right now. I know. Yeah, we're on the air. This is Real Raw Radio. This oh, is Real, real life. Raw cheese crackers i love that you you look and eat like a homeless lady hey there's nothing wrong with it you look fine are you having one of your breakdowns no yeah no not today did you have a breakup before you got together with somebody yeah you should do it backwards uh (laughs) (laughs) there's a mouthful of cheese yeah just spitting crumbs all over the monitor yeah what a gross gross sad lady uh somebody that's not gross are sad and probably happy because the Bucks did not lose this week from the Can of Fire podcast, like uh, every Monday for our Bucks break. It's Rhett Matthew. What's up, pal? Doing good. How you doing, Johnny? Uh, not bad, man. Not bad. I, I got to tell you, I, I watched uh, like Red Zone yesterday and everything, and uh, it was it was kind of a treat not having to worry about the Bucks. Oh yeah, it, it's a nice feeling to sit down, watch football, and just not have this constant anxiety. That uh, something terrible is going to happen, and you're going to have to... Oh, no, sorry. I don't know. I hit a button. Call it another wash. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so I just watched all the other uh, teams. Uh, There's a lot of them collapsing, a lot, a lot of them doing bad <laughs> stuff. And I was laughing at other teams like, ha, 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 you guys suck. And, of course, I was going, wow, the Saints are probably going to uh, not only win our division, but they're probably going to win the Super Bowl because uh, without Drew Brees or Alvin Kamara, they look amazing yesterday. Just stomped a mud hole in the uh, Chicago Bears. So, all right. Are we ready for our Bucks break? Yes, sir. Well, let's get her going. <clears throat> Hit the button, Tubby. Ah. You spit crackers all over no, the place. I did it. No, I did it. I saw you. I did it. That's why. All right, Rhett. So, as we already alluded to, we have no game to review. Correct. And last week, you were like, do you even want me to come in since we didn't have a game? And I was like, shut your stupid face. We do the Bucks break no matter what. We always have Bucks stuff to talk about, just like the Cannon Fire podcast, still releasing episodes. Hell yeah. Um, I listened to uh, the latest one. Did you? you? Yeah, you brought back uh, back an old school uh, Morgan? Yeah, yeah, Morgan, Mr. Morgan Pangle. Uh, before CFP, me and Evan did a show called Another Sports Podcast. Yeah, a real turd. It only had 13 right? episodes. Yeah, it didn't last very long, but Morgan was a part of that show, and he's been a good friend of ours ever since. He's not a big media guy. He's just a Buccaneers fan, and every now and again, it's really nice to talk some football with a fan, you know what I'm saying? Especially when you that that's really your demo. That's who you're really talking to is just Bucks fans. You're a fan podcast. So. Absolutely, man. Uh-huh. That's why I like to listen. Okay, so... I texted you earlier because I thought 
This might be a good idea because I know the Tampa Bay Times put out a top 100 Buccaneer list. And I looked at the list and I disagree on so many levels of the list. Yeah, there's a. I know the exact list you're talking about. You know all 100 in order? I didn't see the 100. Oh. I saw the top 25. They had Don, Donovan Smith is like number 40 something. I'm like, this guy has been letting people run right by him lately. I I, I don't know. Right. It's, it's just weird to me. They had Mike Allstott, not the top 10. Yeah. You could suck it. I'm sorry. That is stupid. So I figured we could do a top 10 because obviously we're not going to do a top 100. That's ridiculous. But I think a top 10 would be a good discussion. And and it's from Bucks fans, you know. And you're a young Bucks fan. So, I mean, you know the folklore. You know the history. But you didn't see all the Bucks players play. Right. Sadly, I've seen most of them because <laughs> uh, I've been alive, you know, a little bit longer than the Bucks have been around. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of grew up hearing, you know, the stories of the guys seventies, the eighties. Your Doug Williams, your Leroy Selmans, and yeah. all of those are great in their own right. Uh, but for me, I'm not going to say this list is completely guys that I only saw play, but it's going to lean more that direction. It's gotcha. harder for me to connect with a guy like. Leroy Selman when I didn't see him beat up quarterbacks back in the day. Right, right. And a lot of this for me, I tried to I tried to only pick the players that you know, from their on-field uh performance and and a little bit a little bit of it was, you know, how they were with the community and things like that because it wasn't the the most skillful Buccaneers, just the all-time Buccaneers who were the most impactful, who were the most popular uh, uh when you think Bucks they should pop in your head, in my in my opinion. It's almost like our own Hall of Fame or Ring of Honor, you know. Right. So uh, that's how I did it. Uh, if anybody wants to call in and throw in their two cents, who you think should be in the top ten? Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five eight hundred seven seven one one zero two five. So Will did one, you did one, and I did one. Uh, we could just start with number ten and go down if you guys want to. Sounds good. All yeah. right. I um, see you go down. Uh, Okay, we'll do that for Anna. Absolutely, yeah. All right, it is. You know, this will be played on a podcast. Um, will do. Who do you have uh, at number ten? Buddy? At number ten for the top ten Buccaneers of all time. I have Martin Gramatica. Really nice. Kicker. Yeah, put a kicker in there. Now it was, it was the glory days when the Bucks had a kicker. Maybe I'm romanticizing that time where Mackey's been good. This year, but he's still got a lot to prove. I right. just remember how consistent and awesome Martin was for us. Well, Matt Bryant was pretty awesome yes. for a long time. Yes, yeah, true. but I think the difference between Martin Gramatica and Matt Bryant, Matt Bryant's never come in here and beat up any of our coworkers, Johnny. That is true. He did He did uh, beat Spanish at the, at the punch out. Mm-hmm. And I'm old enough to remember guys like uh, Donald Igwe Buike. Uh, I, I remember. Sorry, what was that? Donald Igwe Buike, the Nigerian. I think he was Nigerian. Uh, he was crazy. Yeah, this guy. Uh, I remember Gerald Upremium. Yeah, that guy. Uh, I remember a lot of kickers. Uh, yeah, I remember Steve Christie. I remember a lot of kickers for the Bucks. So I'm an old fart. Uh, okay, who do you have, Rhett, at number 10? Uh, number 10, it's a little bit of an oddball pick, and I'll explain why, but it's Anthony Davis. And uh, Okay. Yeah. Anthony Davis was an offensive tackle for Tampa Bay from 2003 to 2009. Uh-huh. He blocked for the likes of Buccaneers great Chris Sims. Right. Jeff Garcia. Uh-huh. Uh, Cadillac Williams is up there as well. Gotcha. Um. The reason he's on this list is uh, he was my defensive coordinator in high school when Uh I played football, and he is the definition of a football guy. Lots of respect for AD, and uh, he taught me a lot as a coach about mental toughness, and Mm -hmm. I've just always had that respect for him, and uh, he's a pretty good guy. 
There you go. Uh, my number 10 uh, is currently on the roster. Uh, my number 10 all-time Buccaneer is Mike Evans. And I felt like you had to have Mike Evans in here for his stats alone. Yeah, do I think he could play harder this year especially? Um, did he have a little bit of drop seas his second and third year? A little bit. But you can't argue with his production. Uh, he has broken records. He has never had uh, a, a season without 1,000 yards. I mean, he just... He's a machine. I don't want to say it. This year looks like it might be that year. You can't say it. There's still 10 games left. 10 games left. He had a, he's had a couple – like he quietly is still getting stats. He still had, I think, 80-something yards last game. Uh, he had way over 100 yards against the Rams. I mean, so, I mean, you, you can't really deny what he brings to the table. And as far as – I started thinking about wide receivers because I wanted to put a wide receiver in the top 10, and I thought about old-school Mark Carrier, and I thought about Keyshawn Johnson. I thought about guys like that. But none of those guys consistently just ran, racked up 1,000 yards like it was nothing. If we did this list in five more years, Chris Godwin might be on that list because yeah. he's looking like somebody that may be uh, the best Buccaneer receiver ever. Best Buccaneer line. in the league right now. Oh, yeah, he's the leading receiver. Well, but best right now. receiver in the league. Yeah, right yeah. now. So, all right. You get what I mean. Uh, who do you got at number nine, Will? Number nine, old school, James Wilder, running back. James Wilder at number nine. All right, here's what we're going to do. If if we match up, and we will, we'll just say where we have that player on our list. How about yeah. that? Uh, I have James Wilder at number five on my list. Number five. Uh, do you have James Wilder? I do not. You son of a bitch. Yeah, I know. Really? I actually don't. Let me not say that because it might give some things away. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, James Wilder was just an absolute workhorse back in the day. I mean, that guy would carry the ball 30 times a game. I mean, he was like the the only real weapon we had, and he was such a beast. Did you see that feature that NFL Films did where his son, yeah. like they got him all the franchise highlights that he had? Yep. And uh, they put it all together for him to watch. That was pretty cool. Yeah, he asked for his birthday. He plays for the CFL now. He played for Plant High School in Tampa. Um, but he asked for his birthday if he could just get uh, his the highlight reel that he used to have on VHS tape that got lost. And NFL Films sent it to him on a on a C, on a DVD, and he watched it with his dad. And they, they did a whole uh, a whole presentation. That's awesome. So awesome, man. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine. So my number nine is uh, linebacker. His name is Hardy Nickerson. Okay. Do you have Hardy on your list? Uh, uh, okay. Uh, let's see. I have Hardy on my list also. He's not my number seven. Hardy Nickerson, number seven on my list. Uh, Hardy Nickerson, uh, he was, when they first started doing free agency, that was the first big like free agent that the Bucks signed. Yeah, was, was that 93 year I think they yeah. got him? And that was probably his best year in Tampa. Well, he was... he. You know, we got him from Pittsburgh. Uh, did, did you have Hardy Nickerson there, I, Will? I almost did, but no, he didn't crack the top ten for me. I think what he brought to the Bucks more than his skill set was just the attitude adjustment that we needed. Is that why you picked him? Yeah, he kind of laid the groundwork for the mean Bucks that we yeah. saw in the late 90s and early 2000s with the Super Bowl title. He kind of brought that identity of just like, don't F with us. You know what I mean? I'm 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 proud to be buddies with Ian Beckles, who played uh, on the same team with uh, Hardy for a few years. And anytime we talk about attitudes in the locker room and somebody that you just don't F with, he always brings up Hardy. He's always like, man, that guy commanded respect. Like you walk in the room and he's in the locker room, that's Hardy's locker room. That's what he did. Um, all right, 727-579-1025-800-771-1025. Are we, are we at my number nine now? Oh, I hope you guys got my number nine on you. Did you, did you know that was your number nine, right? 
Yeah, my number nine was Hardy Nickerson. My number nine was a tight end named Jimmy Giles, baby. Big Jimmy Giles. He's in the ring of honor for a reason. Jimmy Giles, that's back in my era in the 80s. Yeah. He was almost identical as O.J. Howard body-wise, mm-hmm. except for he caught the ball and they used him as a weapon. Doug Williams used to light people up with Jimmy Giles. Don't you agree, Anna? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I do agree. Thanks yeah. for asking me. He was good. How are those cheese crackers? You They're good? great. Yeah, Finished you look, them. You look fine. Oh, uh, number eight, Will. Number eight. I didn't want to. I really didn't want to put this this person in because oh, oh, I always man. had this thing that he sucks. So racist. But he won a Super Bowl. Brad Johnson, number eight. Sorry, he man. He won a Super Bowl for us. He okay. was a quarterback. Uh, of the you know team. who else won a Super Bowl that year? Sean King. He was on the roster also. Yeah, no, but he wasn't a starter. I'm not Johnny. taking anything away from Brad Johnson. He did a fine job. He was the definition Dude, of a game manager. I know. I feel this way too. He was so boring to watch. He was a game manager. He like was you're fine. Saying. I hated it, but he won a Super Bowl. He as a won a Super Bowl, but when I think of Buccaneer greats, I know I just don't think Brad Johnson. He won a, he won a Super Bowl with defense the same way Trent Dilfer did with the Listen, Ravens. But the quarterback is like the guy of the team. The offense, he's like the they're always the captains. Brad Johnson was the captain of that team. He was efficient enough. He won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It was boring to watch. The mm-hmm. defense and won he only that. played here a couple years. Look, I know the defense won that Super Bowl that year, but I can't put Brad Johnson in over Jameis. Winston, because Jameis oh, Winston's a better quarterback. Sorry, no stats. Get out of your mind. You, I'm not out stats, of my mind. Uh, yeah, stats he, wise, Jameis Winston throws touchdowns. Well, Sometimes gotta, to the other up. team, gotta, I'd have to look up. Oh yeah, but but he throws it to our team a lot Still too. Counts <laughs> exactly. The guy just throws TDs. We moving on uh, to number eight. Yeah, what's your number eight? Let's do it. My number eight. Greatest Buccaneer of all time is number 97, Simeon Rice. Oh, he almost made my list. He was right yeah. there. Oh, man. Six seasons with the Bucks. He had 69 and a half sacks. Second all-time in franchise sacks, history. Baby. Yeah. Let's go. He is just – he's a guy who – is probably the most dominant edge rusher in Buccaneers history. I would mm-hmm. say so. Yeah. Um, and he's continually snubbed for the Hall of Fame. What the hell is going on? Exactly. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, he was he was right there. I almost put him at number 10 over Mike Evans. Um, but I, I just wanted to put uh, a receiver in there. Mike Evans was, to me, I think he's still the best receiver. Uh, my number eight is number 47, John Lynch. He's my number eight. Uh, another guy that's uh, been getting... Uh, he's being uh, snubbed for the Hall of Fame also. He'll get there eventually. Uh, he should get there. Uh, but, yeah, John Lynch, I, I really don't have to explain why he's so badass. Everybody knows why. I have, jo- John, I have John Lynch in there at number four. Okay. He is my number six. Okay. Okay. Very, very good. Uh, number seven. Number seven. Didn't see him play, but I know he was a legend down here for that time and kind of one of those people like what could have been if he stuck around, Doug Williams. Doug Williams, number 12 from Grambling University. Number one overall draft pick. Dougie Fresh. Yeah, I uh, don't have Doug Williams on my list uh, only because uh, quarterback wise, he just he wasn't here long enough. You know, yeah. he he went and won a Super Bowl with, with the uh, Redskins. The Redskins. Yeah. I, he still does a lot of stuff in the area. I I'll, I'll always have a, a a little place in my heart for Doug Williams. I thought he was awesome. I love the way he played football. He had a rocket, just a cannon of an arm. Uh, he was great, and you know he. 
he was exciting to watch. He threw bombs. I mean, he was really, really good. But you know, <laughs> he know. he was my guy who uh, who barely cracked the list, or well, didn't crack the list. It was a, it was a toss up between him and Anthony Davis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Of course, <laughs> AD had to get in there. Everybody's googling <laughs> Anthony Davis. I uh, I actually have of all my Bucks jerseys, I probably have more Doug Williams jerseys than anything. I probably have like six Doug Williams jerseys, including. His college jersey I have at the house right now. So nice. Love, I love Doug Williams. He just to me not not in the top ten. Sorry. Uh, okay. What was your? Uh, okay, that was your number seven. Uh, no, that was my number eight with Simeon Rice. My number seven was a guy who should probably be higher. Leroy Selman. Oh my God! Yeah, F- face of the franchise, big Tampa community guy, first he, Hall of Famer, and he still takes my money every few months. Oh, how does he do that? The uh, Selman Expressway. <laughs> he gets mine every day. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, he probably should be higher, but definitely an all-time great, and for a lot of people, the greatest buck of all time. But gotcha. He's at seven on my list. All right, we'll speed it up uh, so we don't run out of time. Number uh, number seven on my list. I already told you was Hardy Nickerson. Uh, number six there, Will. Uh, mine was also Leroy Selman for at number six. Oh, there you okay, go. Yeah. Uh, what was your number six there? Mine was John Lynch. Okay, my number six. Number 40, the jersey worn by more fat moms than anybody in the yeah. whole city, <laughs> Mike Allstott, baby. Yeah, baby. yeah. Not only just such a beast and a highlight machine, but super nice guy, still in the area. He's a football coach. He's a great guy. Uh, charitable, the, the Allstott Foundation. He is one of my favorite, favorite uh, not only athletes and Buccaneers, one of my favorite Tampanians ever, Mike Allstott, he has to be in the top ten. The A-Train is number two on my list. Yeah. I mean, it's the A-Train, baby. Best fullback in league history, and he yep. is my favorite Buck of all time, but he's not number one on my list. But no. the cool thing about Allstott, uh, Allstott excuse me, is he's such a good friend of the station. And uh, yep. through this job, I've been able to just kind of, like, hang out with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like you said, he's a very down-to-earth guy, a good Tampanian, and uh, glad that he's around. I uh, actually did, like, a little joke on him, and he took it so well. When Zane was about three months old, I was at training camp. Like, I, I go pretty much every year. And he's my son was about the size of a football at three months old. And I went to have Allstott take a picture with him because he was wearing a little three-month-old Allstott jersey, right? Nice. The, well, that was a year after Allstott had like uh, fumbleitis, right? He was he had he had his big year of fumbles. So I go to hand him Zay, and I go, "Hey, will you take a picture of my son?" And as he's putting his hands out, I said, "You know what? Maybe I'll just hold on to him." Yeah, you know, yeah, kind of a rough year. He just giggled and he goes, <laughs> he goes, oh, that's pretty good, man. He did, then I held Zane up to him and I got the picture at the house where I'm holding. You can see my hands on my son next to Allstott. You didn't trust him to hold your son? Hell no, man. Oh, 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 what if man. he would have thought, you know, he would have had like PTSD and a tight sound and he spikes my kid? I don't want that to happen. You know what I mean? Right, right. right. He does get those thousand yard stairs every now and again. He's so awesome, man. Uh, let's go to number five, Will. My number five was Mike Allstott. Yep. There you go. Number, number five, Rhett Matthew. Mike Evans. Best block wide receiver ever, period. Wow. Discussion. Yeah. There you go. Already has the records, the elite stats that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. And to top it off, he is a class act. I love watching the guy play. love having him in Tampa. Uh, my number five is James Wilder, uh, the machine. James Wilder, uh, he's just he's a legend in Tampa, and I uh, always love that guy. Number four, Will. Number four was John Lynch. Okay. Number yeah. four, Rat. The QB killer, Warren Sapp, baby. Uh Uh, What else is there to say? I mean, the late 90s, early 2000s, tough Tampa Bay football, Mm -hmm. punchy-in-the-mouth style of football we talked about. That's Warren Sapp. First ballot Hall of Famer. As soon as he was eligible, there was no argument in the room. 
all 50-something voters were just like, yeah, number 99, just write it in. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Um, my number, uh, let's say, number, are we at number four? Number yes. Four, number yeah. four is my, uh, Leroy Salmon for me, uh, the very first Hall of Famer, like we were saying before, just a legend, and he was an animal. His brother Dewey actually played for the Bucks at the same time, both Oklahoma guys, uh, Boomer Sooners, love Leroy Salmon. Uh, just it was sad uh, the way he passed. It was very, very sad. That was a year I was coaching the Brandon Bears for the first year. And I put stickers uh, with number 63 on all of the helmets. And I thought it was going to inspire my team. They had no idea who he was. And when I said it's for Leroy Selman, one of the kids says, I love his wings. And then I was like, all right, I just blew $40 on stickers. Uh, number three. Will? Number three, Rondé Barber. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, Rondé Barber on my list. Really? Uh, Dude, why is he not in the Hall of Fame? He he will be. Uh, Uh, He got to be. He's number 20. He's still such a big, big part of this town. He's, He's class. He completely... Changed the way you play corner. He even played safety, uh, switched flawlessly towards the end of his career. Just an animal. Uh, he, he's got, the, to me, the biggest play in the history of, of the Bucks when he intercepted Donovan McNabb to send us to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You can't think Buccaneer greats without Rondé being one of the first names that comes out of your mouth. The guy was committed, never got hit with any major injuries. Nope. He played pretty much he played every... hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think I think he had a uh, like a bad MCL the Super Bowl year. Played mm-hmm. the whole time. So yeah. We actually, uh, they had him for an interview on Migs and Swigs one weekend, and uh, we had talked to him about it, and he said there were several times he probably shouldn't have played, but he did, and luckily for him, no major injuries, but yeah, I mean, he truly is a testament to commitment to a team. Not only that, but he called into this show during the draft uh, the year before last and said to me, and I quote, I'm a big Johnny B fan, and then I ran around the parking lot of a Buffalo Wild Wings and cried and hugged four strangers. Um, that's why he is number two on my list. Rondé yeah. Barber, number two on my list. Very nice. I think we all have the same number one, guys. I'm pretty sure we all do. I, I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's crazy. number one? Who's number one, Anna? Who's the best Buccaneer ever? Best ever, Anna? Yeah, I'm nuts. <laughs> he's, he's Polynesian. <laughs> I apologize to all the Cannon Fire podcast listeners. Anna's an idiot when it comes to sports. She does not hide it. Uh, what's your favorite hummus, Anna, there? Uh, cauliflower. Ugh. It, no, it's actually really good. It's No, it's really good. It's no, I agree with that. you. It's got to be great. Uh, so we all agree it's number 55? Yes, sir. I, I have actually had Warren Sapp as my number one. Where's Derek Brooks, number two? Number two. Oh, you son oh, of a man. bitch. Uh, no, number 55 is number one for me, number one for Rhett. You got uh, Warren Sapp. You just flip-flopped him. Uh, yeah. I have Warren Sapp as number three for me, Ronnie Barber number two, and I have uh, Derek Brooks at number one. So there you go. Quick, let's do our predictions for this week coming up. No reason to really set up this uh, this match. It's the Tennessee Titans versus the Bucks. Uh, the Tennessee Titans have Tannehill playing Instead of Mariota. Who's to say Tennessee's not just going to say to hell with it and throw Mariota in there because he always finds a way to beat Jameis? Uh, once or twice. Uh, I don't know. Tennessee's not as bad as people think. They just beat the Chargers. So the Bucks have to win this game. You can't be 2-5. and five. Right. 2-5 and five is a hole that you really just cannot afford to dig yourself out of, especially yeah. in a year where you're supposed to you know, make these changes and prove that you're a different team. 2-5 mm-hmm. and five looks pretty familiar to a lot of Bucks fans, and depending on how Jameis plays – 
that loss wouldn't look good. And we're not winning our division. The Saints are no. going to win the division. We have to have a better record than the Cowboys and the Vikings and all the people that will and be playing. the Falcons. No, no, no. And <laughs> all the people that will be playing for a wild card, that's who we have to try to keep pace with. So we have to win. Uh, will, what is the uh, the score of the game this Sunday against Tennessee? Man. I want to pick the Bucks so bad. You don't have they to. Had the, they had the buy. You know what? No, I'm going to take the Bucks. I think they bounce back. I'm going to say the Bucks win. We're going to lose just because you picked. Tampa. I know. I know. Twenty-one seventeen. Bucks. Take the Bucks, Bucks win. Okay, yeah. Rhett. Um, I think it'll be a little more high scoring. Uh, Ryan Tannehill didn't he just throw like three or four touchdowns? Yeah, he, he, he did not look game. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hate to say that I'm worried about that guy, but the Bucks don't do good against backup quarterbacks. I think it'll be a fairly high scoring affair. I'll go thirty-five twenty-eight. Titans. Okay. Uh, look, I did a little research. Uh, Bruce Arians after a bye week, pretty stellar. Pretty good record. You don't give that guy or Todd Bowles two weeks to prepare for a mediocre team, maybe a little bit of an average team. I don't think we lose this game. I think they know how important it is to win this game. Uh, I think uh, Todd Bowles comes out and uh, the DBs are exceptionally better. I mean, it's not hard to be better than what they've been. Just show up and breathe. Uh, but I think the Bucks do pull this out, and I think it is a little bit high scoring. But I think we win this game 31-17. Whoa. Yeah, wow. we're, we're going to put it on them. For the record, I think the Bucks have a great chance to win, and I'm confident that they will, but somebody's got to pick against us this week. It's just if we all pick the Bucks, I, I picked the Saints last week. I was right. Or the week before last, I was right. Yeah, but I don't care about I'm like 0-6 in predictions now. I Sad. just Somebody's got to pick against us, and I, I guess i got to take one for the team. That's fine, man. If I really felt like Tennessee was going to win, I would do it, but I, I just think it's too much of a must-win situation, and I think that two weeks preparation for uh, two coaches that I think are still great coaches, despite our record, I think we win. Uh, tell everybody how they can find the Cannon Fire podcast and all of your social media, right, Matthew? Yes, sir. Oh, so- you want? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Anna, I, that was rude of me. It was uh, borderline sexist of me to just forget about you and your predictions. You prediction. just assume that I don't know or care about, you know, the Titans. The Bucks. All right, who go wins? On, who wins? Uh, no, go okay. On. Um, I don't really know much about re- really either team. <laughs> we know. Care. We know this. Or no. Yeah. I think the, I think the Tennessee, right? Titans mm-hmm. are going to win, yep. unfortunately, but it is what it is. Uh, I say that it's probably going to be... Uh, it's probably going to be like pretty close. I'm going to say 26 to 21. <laughs> You're fired. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Uh, quick. Uh, who's the MVP of the game? Will? Uh, MVP is going to be Chris Godwin. Ooh, Rhett Matthew. Ronald Jones, baby. Okay, guys, you're going to flip out. Uh, O.J. Howard will break out this game because of all the rumors of him being traded, uh, Patriots are wooing him and all this stuff. I think they're going to unleash O.J. Howard. going to put some sticky stuff on his hands so he don't swat the ball all over the place like a volleyball player. He's going to be great, uh, and he will be the MVP of the game. All right, Rhett Matthew, Cannon Fire Podcast. How can we find it? <laughs> you didn't even ask me about who I think is going to be the MVP. Because you don't know. Because you don't know a name. All right, Anna, who's going to be the MVP? Amethyst. Uh, Amethyst. 
Brown the third. Amethyst Brown the third. Yes. I, like I will give you all the money I make this year if that is the name he's, of the person. He's that had a uh, quiet, great year. <laughs> he's a real sleeper, that Amethyst yes. Brown the third. Nowhere near as good as his dad and grandpa. They were real, real football players. Son of a bitch. All right, Rhett. Slap all your social media out there if you can get it out. Can't a fire podcast. You can listen to us uh on anywhere you get podcasts and then you can watch with video on youtube.com at the channel cannon fire podcast social media instagram facebook and twitter all of those cannon fire podcast and then myself Redicus, instagram and twitter if you follow me i'll follow you back i'm on your page right now you just got a follow from amethyst brown the third wow. so congratulations nice. congratulations he's listening right now all right we will take a break uh when we come back from this break ladies and gentlemen boys and girls what do we got coming up man i'm glad you asked i mean i got my prep page right here obviously somewhere it it left me it left me it went away uh what are you doing what, what? i'm i'm cluing you into what's next probably oh oh okay uh there was a man in Florida, Anna. Oh yes, that he is up for manslaughter because he He's killed he killed somebody Sorry. that was peeping in his window, peeping Tom. Yeah, we're gonna talk about this because when you hear the details of it, you may think it's okay that he did it, but the law says nah, he's going to prison. We'll discuss it when we come back. Is it okay to murder somebody that's looking at you and your girl while you're banging it out? Find out next. It's the Johnny B Show on 102.5 The Bone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.